God created you with a purpose, and that purpose is for paradise. Welcome back to episode two of Purpose for Paradise. Today is the Feast of the Assumption, August 15th, when I'm recording this, so blessed Feast of the Assumption of our Blessed Mother. Today's episode is going to be living in a state of constant womanhood. So one of my favorite saints is Mary Magdalene. And in the litany of Mary Magdalene, there's a line that refers to Mary as a constant woman. It says, I quote, Wounded with the love of Christ, most dear to the heart of Jesus, constant woman, last at the cross of Jesus, first at his tomb. So what does it mean to be a constant woman? Last at the cross, that's the true heart of a woman. First at the tomb, the true loyalty of a woman. Rewarded with the resurrection, the fruit of being a true woman. The honor bestowed on being a constant woman, the first to witness the resurrection, the first to testify to life everlasting was a woman. A woman, she who is the bearer of life, was the first to witness Christ rise from the dead, thus opening the portals to everlasting life. The constant woman is a woman who recognizes the ebb and flow of womanhood, is centered around proclaiming life. Life-giving love, new life, giving life to beauty, making life sweeter and all around more lovely and beautiful. I was recently in Lake Tahoe, and so I was looking at the trees and just the earth and the fertile earth, and I was thinking, wow, you know, there's the fertility of the earth, right? We say the bounty of the earth, the harvest, you pray for the harvest for the earth to grow and produce abundant food. So the earth has this fertility, and there's nothing blocking it, right? God is... The giver of life. God is the one who makes the food grow from the ground. So the fertile earth is completely open to allowing God to make nourishment spring forth. So then I started thinking about the fertility of a woman. Even if you're not pregnant right now, just the fact that you have the ability to give life and you have the ability to hold life inside of you is extremely sacred, extremely reverent, and extremely beautiful. There's this constancy in that of being a constant woman constantly open to life and so when we add contraceptions and you know birth control into the mix you're blocking the constancy of womanhood this ability to bring forth new life is such a beautiful and magnificent gift and along with physical fertility there's spiritual fertility so living in a state of openness and in close relationship to our lord When you're close to the Lord, your relationship with him bears fruit, right? The Lord says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Our relationship with the Lord, if we are close to him, will bear good spiritual fruit. And if we don't have a close relationship with the Lord, we can't bear any fruit in the spirit. So there's this constant state of fertility as a woman, right? Physical, but also spiritually. We should maintain a state of openness to the Lord at all times because When we are open to the Lord, we allow the Lord to bring forth new life. We allow the Lord to bring forth an abundance of life, whether that be physically or in the spirit or both. So this notion of life giving love, as I'm out amongst the trees in nature, you know, seeing the fertile soil that springs forth great beauty, I'm reminded of the fertility that I hold as a woman. For as the flowers blossom forth from the earth, life can spring forth from within me. 
to be the vessel of life that's an honor that's a privilege bestowed upon us women the fertile earth freely allows life to flow through and bloom life giving love love without limits complete openness to life trinitarian love made manifest so what is trinitarian love the holy trinity god the father god the son god the holy spirit husband wife and child that's a reflection of the holy trinity and for love to be real it must be free flowing and it must be a reflection of the trinity the trinity is one god made of three persons love freely given and freely received without blockage free flowing without barrier that's life-giving love and that's the love where god is in the midst of and where he rests and where he dwells so if the fertile earth blocks not what springs forth and is open to god making itself blossom making the earth blossom with food with flowers with trees lest a fertile woman block life blossoming in her womb or block the spiritual fruit that christ wants to bring forth from her to be a woman to be the vessel of life is the greatest honor love to be real must be done in fullness and wholehearted surrender half-hearted love does not reflect the heart of christ our savior who gave his life freely and totally for our sake for true love must be a reflection of the holy trinity the holy trinity is the true and ultimate form of life-giving love all love comes from god who is love so all love therefore must be a reflection of that trinitarian love so this notion of mary magdalene being a constant woman we think of the honor bestowed upon her upon mary magdalene she's the first person to testify to the resurrection so a woman who is the bearer of life was the first to testify that christ had risen from the dead thus opening the portals to everlasting life so there's a lot of depth there this constant state of womanhood mary magdalene being called the constant woman in her litany is very significant because we should all be striving to be constant women and to maintain a state of constant womanhood to never allow anything to block our femininity to never allow anything to be a barrier to that which christ wants to do in our soul so the notion of spiritual fertility right we look at a woman like mother Teresa. She didn't have biological children of her own, yet she was still called mother. Why? Because she was mother to all. She bared great fruit in the spirit. She was helping the poor, helping the needy. She exercised her role as a mother in the spirit to help those in need. She became thus a mother to all. So every woman is called to be a mother, whether that's biologically, spiritually, or both. Every woman has that bridal role, which comes from being a bride of Christ. Because upon receiving Christ in the Eucharist, he becomes the Prince of Peace, and we take on the bridal role as the Princess of Christ, the Bride of Christ, the reflection of the Church. Women are to be living reflections of our Blessed Mother, she who is the icon of the Church. This state of constant womanhood the fact that we have the ability to bring forth a new life is so sacred and so holy, which is why we do things such as veiling at mass, because everything that is sacred within the church is veiled, and us women who are the bearers of life, we are sacred and we are holy, therefore we veil at mass to show our irreplaceable dignity and value in the eyes of God. We maintain this constant state of holiness, of dignity, and to uphold our reverence as women being eligible to be the bearers of life the fact that we have the ability to bear life even if you are not pregnant right now just the fact that the lord has allowed that ability is beautiful so when we think of veiling at mass right we veil at mass it's this constant state of womanhood we are living in a constant state of reverence and dignity in the eyes of god every time we're going into a church every time we're at mass receiving the lord in the 
Eucharist, we should have a veil upon our head because that's signifying our dignity and our worth and our reverence as women who are the bearers of life. This is that constant state of womanhood. The fact that we have the ability to bear life. Just the fact that we have the ability to makes us holy and makes us reverent. And thus, that's that constant state of womanhood. So we never want to have anything blocking that constant state of womanhood. So anything that's blocking that constant state of womanhood is a hindrance to grace. And as women, following in the footsteps, you know, of Mary Magdalene, that announcing the resurrection, we're all called to proclaim the gospel and to evangelize in our own way. That announcing of the resurrection, what is it? It's an announcement to everlasting life. The whole life of a woman is a testament to life, to everlasting life, life in all forms, giving life to a human soul, giving, making life more beautiful. It's, it's all centered around life, life-giving love, this notion of womanhood is centered around life and the end goal being everlasting life so the whole existence the whole life of a woman should be a testament to life and should be a testament to everlasting life we think that a woman mary magdalene was the first to proclaim the resurrection to god and announce yes christ has risen from the dead and that's what a woman does with our ability to bring forth life we're proclaiming yes life is sacred life is beautiful and we have everlasting life because christ has conquered death and he has opened the gates to everlasting life and so there's this constant state of womanhood that is a constant reminder of the fact that we have everlasting life. There should be nothing hindering, there should be nothing blocking that testament to life, that beautiful state of being the vessel of life, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And so I think when we keep that in mind, there's this profound thought of wanting to be a constant woman and wanting to dwell in a state of constant womanhood. I never want to allow myself to not be spiritually fruitful. I never want to allow myself to not be spiritually fertile. I want to remain close to Christ. And in remaining close to Christ, I remain in this constant state of womanhood. I remain in this constant state of openness to whatever he would like to give me. And that's constant womanhood. That's living like a constant woman. Because womanhood is receptive. It's receptivity. Men give and women receive. And so that goes into the depth of your soul as well. It's receiving from Christ. It's kneeling before the Lord and receiving the gifts that the Lord has for you. In a close relationship with Christ, in a close and intimate relationship with the Lord, he's able to make us spiritually fruitful and bear good fruit within our souls and thus take that fruit and proclaim it like Mary Magdalene proclaiming the resurrection. Mary Magdalene was last at the cross, like the litany says, first at the tomb. And that's that state of constant womanhood, being with Christ on the cross and also being with him in the resurrection. So those stanzas from the litany of Mary Magdalene, calling her disciple of the Lord, wounded with the love of Christ, most dear to the heart of Jesus, constant woman, last at the cross of Jesus, first at his tomb, thou who was the first to see Jesus risen. So according to tradition and books from the saints, you know, vision books, books from the mystics, they say that our Blessed Mother was the first to witness Christ resurrected, and after our Blessed Mother, the first was Mary Magdalene. So here we have two women who are the first to witness the resurrection. There's no coincidence there that a woman who is the bearer of life was the first to witness Christ conquering death, thus opening the portals to everlasting life. Because like I said, the mission of woman and the whole existence of a woman is made to be a testament to life right she who gives life without women life would not go on 
living a constant state of womanhood is constantly being open to life, life physically, and life in the spirit. And it's all about getting to everlasting life. Because the goal of our lives here is to ultimately one day die and then to live life in heaven eternally. So to sum it up, being a constant woman is to remain open to life, open to life physically, open to life in the spirit and being open to life at all times with nothing hindering or blocking that. Because when you're blocking that, you're blocking that constant state of womanhood that Christ calls us to. This constancy of being a sacred vessel of life and being that portal and that witness to everlasting life. Because like Mary Magdalene, we are all called as women to proclaim the resurrection. And how do we proclaim the resurrection? Well, we proclaim the resurrection by giving way to life, life in the spirit, life physically, pointing to life everlasting. If you've been blessed by this week's episode of Purpose for Paradise, I kindly ask if you consider donating to support my ministry. Head to buymeacoffee.com slash Elena Sapphire where you can make a one-time donation, kind of like a tip jar. Or you can select a membership level, bronze level, silver level, gold level, platinum level, or diamond level. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Purpose for Paradise. I'm your host, Elena Sapphire. Remember, God created you with a purpose, and that purpose is for paradise. May God bless you, and may the mother of God be with you always.